a veteran of the War of 1812, known for his gruff manner and quick temper. William Brown had just turned 37 when he married his first wife, Rosanna, in 1817. Eleven years later, the couple settled in Huntingdon County, Pennsylvania, purchasing a 126-acre farm on the east slope of Jack's Mountain. By then, they were the parents of two girls and four boys, the whole family sharing a crude one-story log house built by Brown. In the spring of 1840, only four of the children still lived at home, 17-year-old Betsy and the three youngest boys, David, Jacob, and George, whose ages ranged from 10 to 16. Their big brother, 21-year-old John, after years of increasingly violent quarrels with his father, had moved four miles away to Shirleysburg, where he worked for a farmer named Samuel Carruthers. The oldest of the Brown siblings, 22-year-old Peggy, lived in a small cabin on her father's land with her husband, Robert McConaughey, and their three small children. Apart from his age, 31 at the time he perpetrated what his contemporaries called the most awful atrocity in the annals of crime, little information has come down to us about Robert McConaughey. We know that he could barely read, occasionally drank to excess, and was much given to coarse language. He was also filled with a seething resentment toward his father-in-law. Though hardly rich, William Brown was a man of substance in his little community. His farm, including house, barn, and outbuildings, was valued at roughly $4,000, more than $100,000 in today's dollars. McConaughey not only coveted his father-in-law's property, but felt entitled to it, I thought I had as good a right to it as any of them, he would later confess. He knew it would never be his, however, unless his wife inherited it. For that to happen, the rest of her family would have to die. By the middle of May 1840, McConaughey had concocted a plan to wipe out his wife's entire family at a single awful stroke. The first step was to lure young John Brown back home. Among the Browns' livestock was a handsome year-old colt. From the time it was foaled, John had been eager to own it. Owing to the bad blood between them, however, his father had refused to sell it to him. Late Friday afternoon, May 29th, John was out plowing corn for his employer, Samuel Carruthers, when his brother-in-law suddenly appeared. To the young man's surprise, McConaughey announced that he had been sent there with a message from John's father— the old man had decided to let John have the colt for $15. Though the price was slightly higher than John expected, he quickly agreed to the terms and said he would come fetch the animal in a few days when he was done with the plowing. McConaughey persuaded him, however, that he had better get there sooner, before the old man had a change of heart. John promised he would come the next day. By the fourth decade of the 19th century, there were more than 100 iron furnaces operating throughout Pennsylvania. One of these was the Matilda Furnace, located in Mount Union, about 10 miles from William Brown's farm. To supplement his income, Brown worked regularly at the furnace, often remaining in Mount Union for days at a stretch. Early in the afternoon of Saturday, May 30th, having been away from his farm nearly a week, he packed his few belongings and started for home by foot. He took his time, 
stopping along the way to shoot the breeze with some acquaintances. It was close to 5 p.m. when he approached his farm. As he crossed the boundary line separating his land from his nearest neighbors, he heard his dog bark and howl. The dog kept up the noise as Brown continued toward the house. I was surprised to hear it, he later testified. He got another surprise when he stepped onto the log stoop and reached to open the front door. The handle was missing. Puzzled, he turned to look around. As he glanced toward the barn, he saw a flash from the hayloft, heard the crack of a rifle, and felt a bullet whistle by his head. An instant later, a second shot rang out. This time, the bullet grazed his jaw and sheared off part of his ear. Leaping from the stoop, Brown ran toward the barn. As he did, a bare-headed man in dark clothes jumped down from the hayloft and bolted for the woods.